Welcome to Kim Reads and Talks. Now you will hear Kim read the last chapter of the book, Beyond the Echo Cavern, written by Brianna Teschendorf. Enjoy. Chapter 36, The Final Walk. They were very happy that it was a long walk back to the Echo Cavern because it meant they got to spend even more time with Hoan. They romped in the grass, Gabe climbed a tree to pick some splendid fruit, and they even got to splash in a stream with the king himself. They found out that he was very funny, and he told them wonderful stories and jokes. For most of the walk, they were alone, but occasionally another child would run up and be swept into the hair by air by Hoan, then walk with them for a while. Eventually, they came upon more and more children as they neared the familiar Turquoise River and could see the entrance to the resplendent Echo Cavern in the distance. A familiar face was waiting to meet them when they reached the water. Rivers, Charlie said, bounding over to him and shaking his hand again. You made it, Rivers said, smiling, and then he bowed low before Ho'an. Yes, Ho'an said. Sometimes, Rivers, I choose the most unlikely people to do things. Yes, sir, said Rivers. Ho'an reached out and pulled Rivers into a hug. Charlie, I'm going to go down there next, you know, to help the children who wouldn't come out with you. I have taken on the assignment, and I am prepared to stay down there for as long as it takes, Rivers informed him proudly. Oh, that's great. That is just perfect. Charlie clapped him on the back. You are just the man for the job. I hope the maps I left will come in handy. Other children were there to greet the trio as well. Cerise, Nikonor, and of course, Himnia. Charlie ran over and excitedly told Himnia about the song in his stomach. She laughed aloud and threw her arms around his neck. See, what did I tell you? She said in a funny voice. The children chattered happily with their old friends and were pleased to get to see some of the children they had rescued from the cave again. Daldis came skipping over to them and when he spotted them, he told them all about his job on guard duty. He was loving his new life. Some of the other children were having a harder time settling in. Some still had wounds that didn't heal as quickly, and they needed special care. Ho'an assured them that they would be all right in the end. After some time had passed in visiting with old friends, Ho'an made eye contact with Charlie and nodded. It's time to go, Charlie said, turning to Annika. Yes, she said, looking towards Hoan. She squeezed Cerise's hand and said, I hope we will meet again. We will, Cerise returned her squeeze. We are both adopted. Royalty always ends up at the palace. Gabe put his arm around Sephora, and they walked together into the cave without saying a word. Hoan walked silently up to the door, and with his hand, he opened it easily. Nikanor peered into the darkness excitedly, but was disappointed that he couldn't see anything of Charlie's world. 
Maybe someday you will go visit Charlie, said Hoan to him, smiling and patting his head. Today, only Annika, Charlie, and Gabe may go. Charlie suddenly threw his arms around Hoan's waist and sobbed, I don't want to leave you. You will meet me again, he promised, pulling Charlie from himself and looking deeply into his eyes. I will always be with you. Even when it doesn't seem like it, I will. I promise, and I never lie. As he spoke, he laid a hand reassuringly on Gabe's shoulder and gave it a squeeze. Goodbye, everyone, said Annika, and she was the first to step through into the darkness, turning for one last look at the Pertamayan children who were watching her go with wistful looks on their faces. To her surprise, Hoan was no longer there. Charlie seemed surprised too and looked around for him frantically, but he was really gone. All right, he said, and he raised a hand in goodbye and followed Annika. Gabe, Gabe gave Sephora a final week and said, I hope I'll be back. Sorry, a final wink and said, I hope I'll be back. He was the last one to walk through the door. The three all stopped and watched as the door swung shut. Their eyes locked on the children they had to leave behind. And then they were once again in cold darkness. The darkness didn't last long though. In a second, they found that it wasn't dark, but only twilight. And they were standing in thick forest trees where it is cool and dark. There was no cave to be seen. Gabe, Annika, shouted a familiar voice. Charlie, another voice came through the woods. That's Joe, Charlie shouted. In his happiness to see his brother, his sadness to leave Pertamayan fell away, and he ran through the woods towards the voice. Here I am, yelled Charlie. Gabe and Annika did the same, and in no time the three were back to their families again. Where have you been? asked Aunt Persephone, hot with worry. It has been hours. Didn't you hear us calling you? Annika and Gabe looked at her blankly, not even sure where to begin. You know you're supposed to be home for dinner, Charlie, Joe scolded his brother. We got lost in another world. Charlie said, at a loss for anything else to say and burdened with honesty. Aunt Persephone wrinkled her brow at him suspiciously and then broke into a huge smile. Well, I guess that can happen when you're playing together in the woods, she said. Will we excuse them this once? She asked Joe. All's well that ends well, said Joe good-naturedly. However, I'm not sure mom will feel the same way. Let's get back, Charlie, he said, turning away towards their home and adding a good night in parting to Aunt Persephone. Good night, she responded politely. And just like that, she turned and started leading Gabe and Annika away in the opposite direction towards their home. They had walked a few spaces, paces, when they heard Charlie chirping behind them. Wait, wait, 
as he came crashing through the woods towards them. Gabe, Annika, look, I still have these in my pocket, he squeaked and removed a fistful of the pearls that Cerise had given them and the jewel Annika had found in the stream. Annika looked at the treasures in his hand and then felt in her pocket for the jewels she had kept. Gabe did the same, and they all stood there with their palms open, their jewels glistening, even without the light of the sun. I'll never be the same again, Charlie whispered as he gave each of them some of the pearls. And then, I'm so glad we got to know him. They nodded, knowing exactly what Charlie meant. Then he turned and crashed back through the woods to where Joe waited, a black silhouette in the darkening woods. Aunt Persephone watched all of this in silence. When Gabe and Annika turned back to her to offer an explanation, she shushed them and smiled noddingly. I mean, sorry, she shushed them and smiled, nodding knowingly. Yes, lost in another world, so you said. She didn't comment any further just then. Annika remembered something all of a sudden. Charlie, she called to him one last time that night. Don't forget, we have that project about the solar system to work on together. Oh, yeah. His voice and a laugh came through the trees faint now in the distance. How bizarre it was to think of such mundane things, and yet they all knew life, as usual, must go on. Then Aunt Persephone again turned to walk in the opposite direction. Annika and Gabe followed her through the woods, each lost in their own thoughts the rest of the way home. Thank you for listening to Kim read the last chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern by Brianna Teschendorf. Beyond the Echo Cavern is available in digital and print on the website diversebreakthrough.com. That is diversebreakthrough.com. If you want to show your appreciation, subscribe to Kim Reads and Talks and leave a review so more people can discover her podcast. Thank you and tune in next week for a brand new episode.